Hey guys, today we're back for the e-commerce opportunity where I'm joined by Chase. So we've got Chase Squared going on here. The other Chase is going to be talking about how to take a brand from seven to eight figures. And in particular, we're going to focus on his framework for how a brand can go from $1 million to $10 million. Chase, how are you? I'm doing fantastic today. It's Friday, so I know both of us are, are you know ready to go. <laughs> happy Friday. If you're listening to this on a Friday, happy Friday. Whatever day you're listening to this on, happy whatever day that is. Chase, I want to start before we dive into really like the meat of what I'm excited to hear from you and learn from you. But you want to start with like your background and kind of what you're working on? Yeah. So uh, for those that are unaware, uh, I'm Chase Clymer. I am the host of Honest E-Commerce Podcast that Chase is going to join me on shortly. Um, and I'm also one of the founders of Electric Eye. Uh, we're an agency that helps direct-to-consumer founders scale their brands. And most notably, you know, kind of going from like that one to 10, that's that's the range we like to party in. Amazing, dude. Well, stoked for you to be here. I'm going to hand it over to you. Let's let's dive in. Cool. Um, so I, I know that, so over there at your agency, you guys are dealing a lot with, with email. Uh, on our side, we're kind of like a growth, we're a scaling agency. So oftentimes what comes through the door is, uh, I don't know what I should do, but I want to do it better. You know what I mean? Like we know this could be better, and that so we get we we got that a lot. Um, so historically, we kind of were approaching uh, working with brands in like kind of a one-two punch was what we were doing historically. This is literally like the first projects I can remember before we were in the agency. Me and my partner were tackling these things. It was like this concept of the one-two punch. It's like, well, we're going to make your website better, and then we're going to send more traffic to it, and it was that simple. Um, over time, that kind of framework has evolved into what I have branded now, the brand scaling framework. And lo and behold, I Googled it and nobody had used those three words together. So I was like, sounds like we got a winner. Uh, so that's what we're calling it is the brand scaling framework. And it's just, uh, it's, it's a framework to kind of take a look at the numbers and let data kind of drive things. So the three KPIs that we truly care about over at Electric Eye are your conversion rate, your average order value and your sessions. And I use the word sessions because that's what Shopify uses in the back end. And we only play with Shopify. So that's kind of why we we uh, we use those. But you can use these numbers anywhere. Uh, you could be a uh, you could be a SaaS company, you could be a service company, you could be on Magento, you could be on Squarespace. You could it's just traffic, conversion rate, and then kind of average order value, average client value. Uh, your conversion rate might be like your your leads that are reaching out, right? It's just, it's the same three concepts of numbers. Uh, so those are the three things that we really care about. Um, for e-commerce specifically, it's cool because if you look in like, say a 30-day window and you multiply all three of those together, you, you basically get exactly how much they did in sales that month. So it sets a baseline and then you can just improve it from there. So I was just rambling there. Do you got any questions or, or call-outs on that? Yeah, it's super interesting. So let's let's make this tangible. So let's say uh, you know Chase Diamond comes to your guys's agency. Our brand is doing you know a million dollars. Like, what are some of the questions you ask me, or is it more just hey, hand over the keys to the Shopify these type of thing? We're going to do some of our research, and then we're going to start with X, Y, and Z. Can you walk me through kind of like I come to you? Like, how do you think about those things like in action? Oh, dude, we're asking one million questions. It's just why, why, why all day long, and uh, that's how you get a good partner is they keep asking why and they challenge you on stuff too. They're like, you'll, you know, we, we oftentimes are like, well, that's one way to do it. I've thought about doing it this way. And it's not that uh, we're trying to be smarter than you. It's just like, there might be an easier way to solve the same goal or thinking about it from like a user experience perspective, and there might be an easier way to solve for it. 
Um, but say we start working with Chase Diamond's brand uh, and you come to us, we're going to start looking at those three KPIs for you kind of right off the rip. And the first thing that we're looking at is your conversion rate. Uh, your conversion rate is highly tied to kind of your user experience is going to be the number one lever you can pull to increase your conversion rate. So oftentimes when people are coming to us and they're around that kind of million dollar range, and I keep saying us, but like you can do this with any other agency, a consultancy, you can do it yourself, right? Like you don't have to hire us, but like this is what we do. Um, usually around the million dollar range is a very small team, like the founder and like a hand, less than a handful of people are on the core team. Usually it's like three people around that size. Um, and they've usually done everything themselves and they're using it nine times out of 10, they're using a premium theme that they've gotten, you know, through the ecosystem uh, that they have installed and uninstalled countless apps on. Um, and they've done everything themselves or had like a freelancer or their brother that's in, you know, school do it and, and all sorts of stuff. And it works, but, you know, you could say that it's not professional. You know what I mean? They're, 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 it's lacking in some part. And the reason that that's important is when you have a e-commerce website that's not designed by someone that knows what they're doing, it basically confuses the crap out of people and just lowers your conversion rate. So the first project is usually like, we're going to make this website better. It's either that we're going to, you know, spend something up custom from the ground up uh, or rarely it's like, we're going to take what you already got and we're going to improve it. And I say rarely because when I kind of alluded to earlier is when you install an app and then uninstall an app, it leaves all that code in there. And then you've got like this code base that's all spaghetti and we don't want to update that. Nobody wants to update that. That's a nightmare. Um, it's just a lot of weird stuff. Um, so usually it's just a lot easier to just build something new, uh, than to fix what's there, you know, kind of take it down to the studs and, and, and build it back up is a lot easier. Um, so the first project that we're usually doing is, you know, let's, let's improve the user experience of this website in an attempt to increase the conversion rate. Uh, some more tactical things of what we're doing here is we're making the, the, customer journey from homepage to product page as streamlined as possible. They can make as much sense as possible. Um, we're trying to definitely be highly optimized for mobile. We're trying to be highly optimized for performance and speed. Um, those are usually the top three things that we're doing. And uh, oftentimes it's, it's a lot of navigation work and like uh, filtering, sorting, um, and like smart search. That's oftentimes a lot of the work that goes into improving your conversion rate as well. Uh, just allowing people to get the products that they want as fast as they can. Um, that's a lot of the project. Then the rest of it's like the more fun stuff. It's like, oh, well, we're going to, you know, we're going to do design round too. Let's make this thing look cool. Um, so within that, we also usually tackle the second KPI, which is your average order value. And kind of in a nutshell, how you can improve that is bundles, upsells, and cross-sells. Like it's the name of the game there. And most time they've never thought about that at that stage. It's just not something that exists. Uh, so that's where it gets a little less tactical. It's a little more strategic. It's like, if you've got you know a high AOV thing, you can't sell another of them. No one's BOGOing couches. Uh, they don't have room in their house, but maybe they'll get like an end table or something to go along with it. Uh, but like on the lower AOV side of things, like, you know, I buy this one white t-shirt, uh, you can probably upsell me into three white t-shirts pretty easily uh, if you just try. Um, so, you know, thinking about uh, what you could try to, you know, 
sell to this customer that actually, you know, improve their lives or make things easier on them. And a good way to think about it is like, pretend you don't have an e-commerce store and you have a physical store and you're at the checkout and someone's standing in front of you and they're buying a couch. What else in your store would you say goes good with that couch? And that's a pretty easy way to kind of build a cross sell out. Um, but yeah, it's usually the first first thing we're doing with our clients is like increase it, improving the user experience and kind of adding in these like AOV motivators to basically make the website the best like the best thing we can put forward as far as like from an AOV perspective and a conversion rate perspective before kind of like phase two, which is like let's pour gas on this fire. Yeah, dude, love it. I love that example of like just thinking kind of simply around you own a retail physical store the conversations that you're going to be having and the products that you're going to be recommending. I think that's a really simple way. And I haven't heard anyone use it in those terminology for, for people to wrap their heads around upselling and cross-selling because it, in its form, like it's actually pretty easy and simple, but people just tend to complicate it. Right. So I, oh, yeah. I love that. I love that example in terms of uh, your agency. How long ago did you guys start? Uh, what's the team size look like? Um, and you know, what's been going on in your world over there? Yeah. So me and my partner started, I would say, Unofficially six years ago, five years ago was like the actual real deal when we decided to stop, you know, half-assing and, and like go all in on this thing. Um, we were kind of, you know, generalist for a minute there until things started to really hit the gear. Like the gear started rolling probably year two when we read a book called Traction. I don't know if you're familiar with that and the EOS model, but once once we figured that out, it started to be real fun. Uh, we hired an operations guy like immediately after that. He's still with us. Uh, right now, the team size is six, and we're actively hiring right now. So uh, if anyone's looking for a job uh, in the e-commerce Shopify space, hit me up, chase at electricguy.io. We're looking for developers. Uh, we're looking for email marketers, uh, paid advertisers, uh, a lot of stuff. This isn't a job ad, though. I just, that's, that's the real deal. Uh, I got to put it out there. Um, but yeah, we kind of have fallen into this. We did an audit earlier this year, and we found that like the clients that we could best help is this like founder with wearing too many hats. And it's like, we want to take half the hats off your head and we're just going to make this thing work for you. So you can focus on like product and brand and being creative and we'll do the nerdy tech stuff. Cause that's what we like to do. I love it. In terms of acquiring clients. So you obviously have a podcast, you've been in the ecosystem for a while. Do you have to do any outbound? Is everything inbound? Like how do you actually acquire most of your agency clients? I mean, anyone that says that referrals aren't their number one way of getting business is a liar in service. Like it's 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 awesome. Uh, I mean, we got a lot of awesome clients that speak very highly of us, so they're sending people our way. We have a lot of partners in the ecosystem, app developers. I'm friends with almost every other Shopify agency out there, and if I'm not friends with you, I want to be friends with you. Like, reach out. Like, I think that there's more than enough fish in the sea. I don't believe in competition. Um, and you know, we we refer off probably. 70% of the things that come through our door, uh, cause we're not the, like the right fit for it. Um, and I just kind of believe in karma and, and it, it usually comes back to us in some sort of way. Uh, we did start outbound this year though, kind of, um, I've been using the podcast as an outbound tool to interview people, just to get relationships started. Uh, you know, a way to think about outbound in general is like only 5% of the people are actually buying at that time. So just get the relationship started, be honest, be sincere, try to give them value. Uh, and then hopefully they think about us when they actually do want to do something cool. Yeah, dude, makes sense. Absolutely. In terms of like, 
you know, you as an agency, do you only service e-commerce brands? Do you guys do anything with like Shopify apps? Do you guys do anything with SaaS or only e-commerce brands? Only direct consumer e-commerce brands. Uh, highly physical goods is kind of like the majority of what we do. Though during the pandemic, we did play around a bunch with some digital stuff and that was pretty fun. Uh, but it's usually like physical product, um, healthy margins, more on uh, like, uh, how do I want to say this? Products that are not like, uh, you know, cheap, I guess. is the, the, I'm drawing a blank here, but, you know, definitely a higher end product is usually what we're dealing with. You know, there's some brand value around it. Like a lot of our clients, they sell t-shirts and stuff, but they aren't $20 t-shirts. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it makes sense. In terms of like, I guess I'm kind of asking this, you know, stuff that my partners, I think about and talk about, right. It's like the grass is always greener, right. It's like, we're servicing all these brands and we've always had like the dream of starting a brand, but like, it's not as sexy as it seems. Like, do you guys ever have that kind of dilemma of like, as an agency, you know, we know what we're doing. We know how to scale from 1 million to 10 million. Let's start our own brand. Do you, do you have any thoughts on that? There's so many thoughts. I mean, <laughs> Uh, literally today we were talking about it. We were talking about, do we want to launch, uh, an app? Do we want to build out, take our framework and build out a custom theme and launch it in the Shopify theme store? Uh, I mean, I, I literally emailed somebody two days ago, uh, that had their business for sale on, on a marketplace. And I was like, Hey, I want to talk to you. Um, you know, I think the grass is always greener. Uh, you have to do it smartly and it can't be a distraction, uh, luckily we're in a place to where, uh, we, we can invest in ourselves right now. So if we were going to go down that road of like, you know, getting into product, we're running a business, uh, that was like ancillary, it would be a completely separate business. Uh, and we would hire people to run it. Like we, you can't spread yourself that thin. Um, so I would probably still be running the agency full time. I would just have like a, probably be a very, hands-on consultant for whatever we kind of like went into, if that's what we end up doing. Without creating competition, don't tell us the marketplace, don't tell us that the business, like what are some areas of interest or opportunity that you're seeing? Like, are you interested in physical product brands? Are you interested in apps? Like, where do you think there's opportunity for people listening without creating competition for yourself and whatever you're looking at? I think there's, I I think there's opportunity everywhere. Um, Shopify is opening up the theme store to anybody very soon and that's probably the like the if you are a competent developer like i think that would be probably something that you should think about going into it's a customer service nightmare i'll I'll tell you that right now uh people are going to be like why doesn't your store work with this app that i've never heard of and you're like because it doesn't i don't know what do you want what do you want from me um but there's a bunch of competition there i think shopify's released so many apis in the past year uh, that I think there's like problems that have yet to be solved um, with with apps and like first and foremost, I, here's one yesterday. I was uh, we got a client that we are going to start working with that needs to integrate with a very specific ERP, and there's not like a direct one to one integration in the app store. That was the first place I looked. You know what I mean? There's probably a bunch of that kind of stuff out there. Uh, and again, yesterday I saw that they released like kind of a wholesale esque payment structure that you can now utilize in an API. So you can build an app around that. Like there's, I don't know, there's just so much cool stuff you can do. Yeah. That's interesting. Have you, do you have any thoughts or have you ever thought about like, you know, what some of the, let's say Amazon aggregators that are going buying a bunch of Amazon shops, 
Have you thought about, you know, doing anything like that? Or have you seen anyone do anything like that around like Shopify apps? I got to imagine someone's doing that and there's probably an opportunity there to take I've seen, bundle apps and consolidate them. I've seen it uh, a little bit with apps. I've seen people that are like collecting them. Um, and there's some people out there and I don't really want to name names now, but I did see uh, in like the direct to consumer space, I know um, a company that was doing a like uh cannabis roll up basically. And they were buying all these brands uh, and like putting them all on the same tech stack and having the same agency run it for like a, a, a better rate and like just doing this crazy thing. And they put like five or six of them together and then like turned it around and sold it for double. Jeez. Yeah. That's, that's so cool. I feel like there's probably opportunities. I know people are doing it on Amazon. I know people are doing it on Shopify. There's probably the, the app store, probably even things like you know, Etsy and places that you wouldn't think about or not, people aren't really talking about. That's cool. I guess like a few other questions I have for you is in terms of your podcast, when did you start it? You know, how's it going? You know, doing the whole podcast stuff on top of everything else, probably at sometimes you love, other times it feels like a chore. It's kind of hard to scale. Like what, what are your thoughts on like the whole podcasting thing? Um, it wasn't my idea. Actually, it was Andy's idea, our project manager. Um, I hate writing. I, I like, I like talking. I'm good at it, I guess. But I, you know, he was like, if you're going to, if like, we, we knew from day one, like you got to start content marketing as a service business. You got to put value out there into the ecosystem and into ether. Uh, it increases kind of just your agency's luck. I'm like, not even kidding. Or your, your business's luck. It's like, you put content out there, like it will eventually work. Uh, so we were doing that kind of from, you know, once we kind of got that traction stuff rocking and rolling um, and the podcast was kind of easy to do. Uh, the first dozen had no clue what I'm doing. I'm like up to 160, still don't know what I'm doing, but it's fun. Um, I think there's, it's been a lot of value, a lot of positive stuff. I met a lot of people I never would have met from the podcast. It's opened a lot of doors for us. Uh, I mean, Shopify has featured it on their blog for the last three years now. Like, so I'm very excited about what, what we've done with it. Um, yeah, I think podcast was really, really cool. Uh, we, this year expanded it to be a video podcast as well. Um, kind of updated some of the tech that we were using. And so now we're like trying to crack the YouTube mold. Yeah. YouTube's, YouTube's tough. I'm, I'm definitely thinking and doing some more things. Well, dude, I mean, this, this was sick. I wanted to, to bring you on and kind of learn. I think we covered a lot of topics in a, in a short amount of time. So this was sweet. Uh, anything else that you want to talk about? If, if not, we could wrap it. Uh, I mean, when is this coming out? Do these people have Black Friday plans yet? Like, come on, it's 100 days away. Okay, let's. If you want to talk about Black Friday, we're still recording. If you want to talk about Black Friday, we can. I mean, we're we're already selling Black Friday packages to our clients at the agency, and they're like, "Well, it's like so early," and we're like, "No, it's not. It's so close. Like 100 days away. I think from yesterday or today. I, I'm not good with numbers, um, but yeah, it's it's pretty wild. What are uh, what are you guys doing over it's boundless, right? Yeah. We're, we go under like three names and some people know us as all, some people know us as one, some people know us as none, but we're like boundless labs, structured social structured agencies. So whatever people know us or want to call us, but for, for us, like on the email side, I'm actually doing a presentation on this soon. Like we're really focused on like preparing and getting ahead of it. Right. Like if you start thinking about black Friday, you know, a month out, it's too late on the email side. There's so many things that you need to do right now to make sure that you are able to expand your segment in a proper sense where 
know, we're going to still want to hit people that are engaged, but how can we loop more people into the engaged segment? Maybe that's running ads to people that have kind of lapsed and trying to get them to come back to the website. Uh, maybe it's slightly expanding some of our campaign sends, really making sure that we're monitoring deliverability across Google, Yahoo, Hotmail, uh, making sure that we're giving people a heads up and letting them know what they can expect, really trying to figure out on the back end with customers and clients, like when are the shipping dates? You know, Are we going to be able to get fulfilled? We even have clients that are having t- troubles getting like their shipping containers over because it's taking so long and it's so, so expensive. So there's so many things that we're thinking about on the email side, but more like holistically around like if we crush it on email like we're going to and like you guys are going to because you guys have a great list and subscriber and whatnot, um, are you guys going to be able to fulfill? And if we can, let's do it. And if we can't, then maybe we should, you know, re- re- reorganize. So those are kind of some of the things and that's kind of all over the place as we're going through it. Yeah, uh, I, I know that we are trying to get people to like start thinking about it now. It should be like, okay, let's start thinking about expanding the list, getting people to start targeting on paid. So what we're doing is like we're doing both the paid side and kind of own slash retention side. So we're, we're touching SMS, email, Google, Facebook, like all of it in one fell swoop. Um, and we're like trying to make sure that the messages are the same across those and that like one hand is helping the other. So if we invest now in like prospecting when it's cheaper and get some more people on the email list and get them through the welcome series. And then when we get closer to kind of the holiday season, now we're not spending as much to get new people to see this stuff. Um, So that's one thing that we're really focused on now. And then we have, I think, I don't know if you guys have this or not, but a lot of our, we're like, what's your content calendar? And they're like, well, we know next week we're posting this. And we're like, well, that's not, that's not a content calendar. Uh, so we've like pretty much come to the table with a skeleton of a content calendar for our clients to be like, this is what Q4 looks like. There's 26 things we're doing. What else are we doing? And so we're trying to like get them thinking about the whole thing. Um, Cause in our opinion, we're kind of saying, the holiday season ends maybe January 2nd because you kind of want to do a New Year's thing. And then, you know, you can do like a post-holiday sale, but that's not really in the same thing. Um, But yeah, between, you know, basically Halloween and and January 2nd, there's a lot to do. Yeah, there's there's an insane amount to do. And for us, typically with clients, we're probably booking about a month, kind of month and a half out in terms of like what we're actually doing the campaign calendar. And Q4 is actually like the only time of the year we actually plan for the entire quarter. Just because it's so important, there's so many moving pieces and parts, and there's so many clients, and there's this, that, and the other. So, yeah, we're, we're very al- aligned in that as well. And when I come on your podcast in a couple of weeks, I'll have some more notes and kind of some more tangible things that we can talk about specifically on the email front that we're kind of seeing and doing and, mm-hmm. and looking towards. Awesome, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't know that I just that was top of mind for me because we had sent out a bunch of those emails earlier this morning to our clients, like, hey. Let's start talking about the holidays. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's it's so smart. Well, dude, I appreciate you being here. Um, what's the name again of your podcast? So if people are listening, they can go check that out. Yeah, it's Honest E-Commerce on you know all the places that podcasts live, or you can just go to honestecommerce.co. Amazing. I'll drop that link. And then uh, for the, the agency website, what's the URL for that? Yeah, it is electriceye.io. Uh, and if you think that you might be a good fit. You want to chat with us. You can just schedule an intro call and that's going to be with me uh, and we'll chop it up and see if we're a good fit or not. Amazing. And last thing, what's the best social handle or best place on social for someone to find you? 
Oh uh, yeah. Twitter. I think I share a lot of hot takes, not really, but uh, twitter.com slash chase climber. Cool. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for being here. I'll drop your links below. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Cheers.